High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, prepsters, hipsters, scenesters, and emo kids. Oh, an extra special shout-out to my friends in the drama club. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the slumber party's at my house this evening, where we'll be chatting about 2001's Get Over It. But of course, it's Friday, and school's still in session. So let's go over your homework assignments from last week. This was your assignment, and I would like to see the results. So we're in day nine of the John Cusack blockade. Seems like no one was able to convince the Cusack man to unblock me. Someone told me on Facebook that he uses a bot to block people he doesn't like, normally like neo-conservatives or super-conservatives. I'm willing to believe that, despite not being in that super-conservative camp. I'm willing to give John Cusack a chance. He didn't do it. His evil robot overlords did it. So, screw the robots, but John Cusack, please come back to me. Free high school slumber party from your Twitter blocking ways. Your second assignment was to watch Get Over It. So, it's another breakup film. If you didn't, like, know this podcast or understand what High School Slumber Party was all about, you might think we're, like, a breakup podcast, or maybe I have, like, some ulterior motive to get back with an ex or or something. No, just a coincidence. A lot of high school films are breakup films, so, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Another breakup film. So this was a bit of a hard movie to find, so sorry for that slightly complicated homework assignment. But once you listen to the episode, you'll kind of figure out why, or at least my theory as to why. My guest today at the Slumber Party is a good friend of mine and and a friend of my former podcast, P.S. I Love Hoffman. If you listen to that show, you definitely heard her. Her name is Jenny O'Connell, and I'm so happy to have her here. And that's the sound of the bell, so you know what that means. Pack your favorite jammies. Let your mother know you're sleeping over Brian's, because after the break... We're going to get our party on. So let's take it away, Vitamin C, covering the hell out of Captain and Tennille. Class dismissed.
I do talk about Drag Race a lot. Um, but yeah, it's it's basically like either people are really, really fucking good or they're terrible with celebrity impersonations. And this one, there were only two good people. So that was like, oh shit. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was good times. Good times. I promise I won't make this a RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. No, 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 no. That's okay. <laughs> I don't mind just discussing. Um, but I, I'm glad because it's kind of related today. It's kind of related because there is... I don't know if I'm. Uh, we'll invite impersonations per se, mm. but we have to discuss. We have to discuss Shane West's, and I'm using air quotes right now. Accent. Oh God! You, yes, we do. I've. If you want to call it an accent. <laughs> oh, I want to call it a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> this one's kind of a personal favorite of mine. Thank you. We need to, and Thank we also. I mean, along. something that I I'm very intrigued about with this movie, and this is just from right off the bat, you know, like, is this satirical or not? Like, who's in on the joke and who just is the joke? You know, because there were some really, like, I don't know, there were some actors in there, like, Ben Foster is just, like, fucking on point in this film with his, like, stilted, awkward high school delivery, and I'm like, (laughs) wow, (laughs) have you crossed that magical actor line into, like, was that real or not? Because it doesn't feel like Cisco, where Cisco just legitimately feels, like, confused, where he wasn't expecting to be no, in no, a no, movie. No, I, he was just like, I thought I was supposed I to so. sing with vitamin C. And then someone's like, no, no, you got lines, buddy. Like, get get up, get over there, you know. Act ex to Mila Kunis. So much so, to talk about yeah. in this film. Oh, God, so much. That so voice you're hearing, much. everyone, is Jenny O'Connell, a yeah. friend of mine, actor, model, mm-hmm. piano player, a yep. bunch of things, yep. and uh, thank you, Jenny, for uh, glitter enthusiast, thank, thank you for puppy hoarder. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can go on. <laughs> thank you for having. Thank you for coming to my slumber party. <laughs> thank you. Uh, you know, where we yeah. just talk about high school movies and have a good time. I feel exactly. I'm happy to have you on because I feel like you were oh, actually <laughs> one of my inspirations for this podcast because <gasps> I feel like we to collectively have spent some some fun times watching a lot of these high school movies including this oh, yeah. one yeah definitely years ago i feel oh, like oh yeah but a lot of our listeners who have come over from ps i love hoffman might recognize jenny from from that podcast and jenny i feel like you don't get your due sometimes because you're on a lot of bad movie podcasts but that's just because me and you have watched so many bad movies that i appreciate your bad movie criticism Aww, and maybe not so you. bad it's... movies We'll decide. Yeah, yeah. We'll I don't decide know. at I the mean, end of this if this is a bad movie. It's but. what I do. It's what I live for. So that was my terrible Ursula impersonation. I'm much better at channeling like an actual sea hag with the like, <clears throat> hey, sailor, looking for a good time. You know, I can do that. <laughs> Ursula is still a work in progress. She does admittedly like say, um, I was listening to her, you know, some Ursula earlier as I'm wont to do. Um, that she says daddy in a weird way. She says, like, daddy. And, like, I feel like Shane West, like, takes some of those, like, drag British inflections and just peppers them into his accent. Like, he's just, like, a little dash of Ursula. But while trying to just go for that little dash, he just, like, spills the whole fucking, 
like container where you're like, where did you pull this accent from, Shane West? Like, did you did <laughs> I mean, you maybe. have a process? Have you spoken to a British person before? <laughs> like, oh my god, I'm getting ahead of myself because I'm just I'm too. No, I know. I can't wait to talk. I've been excited. I'm too to talk excited. About this movie for I'm weeks. too excited to talk. I, about I Shane watched West's like bad every. Accent. I watched like every interview. Or, and there's not that much. There's not much like scholarship on this film, but I I like tried to watch it all. I tried to read it all. This film mm-hmm. is Get Over It from 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, there's there's a lot to talk about here, but we'll get into it first. Oh. This is your fir- first time on yes. <laughs> this is your first time on uh, well your first time at the slumber party officially. Yay. So I I, uh, I ask all my guests this first. State your name and what high school you graduated from, what year you graduated, and the we like to throw in the team name as well for your high school. Okay, so my name is Jenny O'Connell. I graduated from Hingham High School in like 2008? Yeah, 2008. Wow, that feels weird to say. I'm just old as fuck, apparently. Um, I did not <laughs> care for sports, so... I know we had a mascot that was like a, a I, I want to say just because I was not a fan of my, like it was like some sort of like semen, I guess. <laughs> like I'm doing a terrible a job. Seaman? Well, it was like a, a like fisherman, like like a sea captain. Like it was well, so What was dumb. your high school called? <laughs> Hingham High School. Um, Hingham. I'm going to look it up yeah, right Hingham now. Yeah, Hingham High School. The Harbor I Man. Thought it was something the... like that because it wasn't the, the semen. <laughs> but my school did have a lot of dicks in I, it. I so. really hope it wasn't the semen. <laughs> Hingham High School. Okay. <laughs> no, though I really wish it was this. the semen. Now that would be, <laughs> that would be so <laughs> great. But yeah, I. You're I right. Did it not, was the Harbor Man. Yeah, I did not care for for sports. I am the the ladies' team called the Lady Harbor Men. They weren't no. Because that is so. Because that would be so weird with the Harbor Ladies. Harbor Ladies, yeah. Yeah, no, surprisingly for, like, a, a pretty, harbor like... Chick. Oh, don't worry, she's tough. She's a Harbor chick. Homophobic and, like, I don't know, like, retro... Uh, it's not retro. Like, like... Uh, I always fuck up the word because I just immediately jump to asshole, which is wrong, but whatever. You know? <laughs> like, like the very like traditional, you know, gender role kind of thing. Because like there were some people who would like shake things up here and there, but like generally it was very much like 2004 majority white people, like just 99.9 percent white. Like, there were a few people of color, but, like, you know, these were, like, these, like, rich, like, rat-faced looking, you know, like, guys wearing, like, baggy pants and being, like, I'm so ghetto. And I'm, like, you've never seen a ghetto. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what are you doing? And then, like, a lot of girls with, like, um, Louis Vuitton bags and Uggs and jean skirts. Like, the Ugg-jean skirts combo. That... That was spared in 2001, so that's that's good. I mean, I, I have a lot of fashion fashion feels for this movie. Hingham <laughs> is in Massachusetts. Correct. You grew up in Massachusetts. Yep. How I, I guess suburban Massachusetts. Very, yeah. Is it suburban. on the harbor? 
it's there there is a harbor like it's it's a very cute picturesque town that steve carell inexplicably likes so if i ever meet him i want to know i want to know how hingham stole he's from massachusetts right he is yeah but he's not from hingham what is hingham's claim to fame oh claim to fame is there there is eleanor roosevelt in some time in the 40s, because I have no concept of time, was like, Main Street, USA, is the prettiest street in all the land. And that's just a very vague Catherine Hepburn voice that's not even Eleanor. I'm sorry, Eleanor. <laughs> very sorry for that. But, you know, the old timey voice felt appropriate. And yeah, she, she said it was the prettiest street, you know, maybe the time it was. But that's, Hingham's really clung to that. Um, other claim to fl- fame, uh... We have a Wahlburgers. We spawned that. So for that, I'm sorry. Like that. <laughs> and that that's the Wahlberg family. Yeah, yeah, family. that's Mackie Mac. It was like a TV show on that? Or... Yeah, yeah. He has a reality TV show, I guess. Like, but the... Is that Mark Wahlberg or is it like... It's like one of his, his brothers or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> one of them. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. To know. I've, so you I've had a, ni- been a in nice. There, there one time, exactly. And it was like, uh, there are a bunch of quotes from Mark Wahlberg movies. And like. Really? Yeah. I, okay. I feel like, though, they really need to dial the the decor up to an 11 because even though I'm not a Mark Wahlberg fan, I know. Shocking. Very shocking. <laughs> um. They really just should have gone with like plastering his face everywhere, you know, like really lean in. Don't don't just don't just give a half measure, full measure, you know. I want to see ridiculous paintings of him everywhere. Whenever whenever I think of Mark Wahlberg, I think of that like Andy Samberg SNL sketch where he just like says like say hi to your mother for oh, me. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see. They should have done just, that too, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to play out more that exactly. Um, so would you say it was like a like a middle class town? Oh yeah, middle class, middle class, upper middle class, definitely. Yeah, no, this it, Hingham's a very wealthy town. They're very well off. the The high school we went to was super nice, like ridiculously nice. Yeah, I mean it's it's a cute it's a cute town. It's got a lot of like colonial houses. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> and, like you know, they they got into like the the Chipotle like fancy shopping mall like eventually at some point because they had the money to do so. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're also the kind of town that like definitely definitely has like underground swingers where you're like. I know you into some freaky shit. You're too, too clean. Like it's it's just like, have you seen the movie Hot Fuzz? Yes, I have seen Hot Fuzz. It's the American version of that town. Like straight That's up, the Hingham Historical Society. Like, come at me, bro. I'm in New York. <laughs> what up? <laughs> yeah. So what was it like? Uh, oh God, I'm I guess be what, in was a your, ditch. what was your? What was your? You're gonna be like, up oh, your. <laughs> You're one of them evil gays no. trying yeah. to poison the children <laughs> and you're covered in glitter and, you know, just fuck you. You're in a ditch now. <laughs> so what was it like, I guess, uh, growing up in Hingham? What was Hingham High like? What was oh, what was Jenny O'Connell like in high school? Oh, God. Well, I mean, I'm sure that high school me thought I was a lot cooler than I actually was. I was a little baby goth. I loved The Clash. Like, that's probably the only cool musical taste I had was, like, The Clash, The Ramones, 
regrettably the sex pistols but like i was very like i would dress in like lots of black and hot topic i loved hot topic that was like my that was like my (laughs) salvation that was my jam so it's like i can't really argue that i was actually cool in the way that like people who who grow up like grew up in like manhattan are actually cool i'm like no 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 (laughs) nope not at all i thought i was super cool um I mean, I I really I really didn't like my my high school experience except for my friends cuz I felt like a lot of the people there were very fake and like out of touch and just insufferable. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I I was not a huge fan of that. The classes bored me to shit cuz it's very like you know, let's gloss over slavery and like just gloss over everything, you know, just kind of like, so, you know, I didn't really have like, I had a good education, but not the best, you know, like not, Gotcha. my education wasn't fully as woke as it should have been. Where like now I feel like I hope the standard's a little bit higher to be like, hey, <laughs> I mean, I had a so, couple... Well, sounds like a typical, typical yeah, American mean, high school at the turn of the century. Yeah. I hate saying turn of the century because it, it sounds I like about like 1900s, right? but you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> I, just being like, I, you're I not got you're not for showing an ankle. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely, <laughs> I don't know, I feel like it was, it was such a weird thing because like I decided to like exclude myself from a lot of like high school narrative just because like I had my friends I just didn't give a fuck about being popular but like I wasn't unpopular I wasn't hated or bullied in fact I had a pretty cool rep just because like I guess the whole like being like super quiet and off-putting and like creates yeah, mystique I mean, like like, little, like people yeah, thought that I, I had like a drug ring I found out, like, my senior year that people thought I was, like, dating a 30-year-old, and I'm like, wow, okay, like, way more action. I got more imaginary action, like, that was the thing. So it was, like, I, I think it, my, my reputation was also helped that um, we had a GSA that was, like, I don't know, like, six people, and it was just all the gay kids. So it was, like, me <laughs> me and my friends being, like, hey, hey. <laughs> so that was, that was interesting, definitely, like, having that. GSA being Gay Straight gay Alliance. Gay Straight Alliance, yeah. So, for those who yeah. so keeping score at home. I mean, yeah, that, that was definitely, like, a, an interesting time to grow up in high school and, like, have that be, like, I mean, thank God for that. Like, I, I needed that there otherwise i don't know what i would have done with like people using the f word a lot or like using like oh, you're gay as an insult where it's like oh man which was very popular was at the so time Look, popular at i'm the not time. happy about I'm it i'm not either like, i mean but i used to say gay as lame yeah. and i wouldn't even think of it as like that you know mm. like <laughs> like oh man you're going to Seven Eleven, getting a slushy, man. That's gay. Come out and hang with me. Like it doesn't make sense. Right? But no, like... it doesn't. Like in in what world is like getting a slushy a homosexual activity? <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe. But that's how people I mean, talk back yeah. then. Like, I mean, I'm I'm happy we don't talk like that anymore. Oh, same. But, same. Like, so we are like I think progressing at, at, at that level. Um, I know you're an actor now. Yeah. Did you do any theater in high school, I or did. was that just not your thing? Yeah, no, oh, cool. I I loved theater. I mean, we only really had musical theater as an option, and which is a very big part of this film. Get yeah, that's it. so. This like that part definitely definitely hit home for me. Like those auditions, and I mean. 
I don't know who I would relate to more out of the people. I, I guess, like, like who auditioned, like, probably, like, idealistically, Mila Kunis, somewhat not idealistically, Ben Foster doing his, like, very skilled <laughs> <laughs> Like, because I, I mean, like, our school had this weird thing of, like, legacy kids. So it was like, um, you know, I grew up, like, middle class. My parents, they're very supportive generous people who work very hard but you know they're they're not a bank they're not rich the way that some people in my town were rich so like some of the the more wealthy families like they had kids who were like oh you know my older brother was the lead in this and like now I'm the lead in this and like my older sister like so it was like a monopoly and like that I felt like was kind of frustrating where I'm just like I'm stuck in musical theater which is not a genre I excel at personality wise. The chorus teacher hated me. He was a shady ass bitch because I didn't like rent <laughs> and like found that music repetitive. And he was basically like, your lower register is too raspy and low. And then your higher register is non existent. I'm like, what about my middle? And he's just like, nope. I'm like, wow, you just really hate my voice. So fuck you. <laughs> like, <laughs> So yeah, probably... Well, I mean, then again, you could definitely relate to this film because yeah. I feel like the the uh, teacher there, oh in yeah, played yeah. Sure, is similar, very similar Did, so, to my chorus teacher, a little bit like oh, that's funny. tackier than my my chorus teacher, but like <laughs> you know, oh, I, I want to talk about Martin Short. For oh sure. my God, yes. Oh. I'm now accepting offers from volunteers for the role of Lysen. Put your hand down, little Steve. I guess my next question is, and I think I know the answer, but did you play any sports? Because our character, Ben Foster, in this, has to juggle sports and... He does, and I did not. In a brief subplot (laughs) that I feel like is brushed over, but... No, that was brushed over. No, I I was an art kid. I... I was all about the the visual arts and like did like the the portfolio classes and whatnot. So I would be like that person that would just skip all of the pep rallies and just be like, I'm gonna hang out in the side of the building, which was the thing that the cool rebellious kids do did. And I I would just trick them into thinking I was one of them, but like I didn't smoke, I didn't drink. All my friends were like straight A students. I was like, wow. Like kinda kinda stealth goody two shoes there. I, I got into like no real shenanigans. Like at least not until like my I don't know, senior year is like maybe when shenanigans started to become more of an option <laughs> for me. I don't know, maybe maybe someone will come out of the woodwork and, like, creepily disagree with me and be like, oh, you were actually really hot in high school. But, like, <laughs> I I was not, like, like, I don't know how old Mila Kunis and um, Kirsten Dunst were, but, like, A, if I was a high school student that went to their high school, I would have, like, hopeless crushes on them. Just, like, the Oh, biggest. my God, no, I definitely want to get into that. Yeah. Because, like, that's, like intense yeah so so it was like so i was you, not on their their plane <laughs> like i I mean, how could, I mean who would be right i'm kind of good at that stuff <laughs> shut up shut up did what? you see tennis staring at me again oh i know i told you so yeah i mean this is like this is actually like not i don't want to say like a great cast but it's a deceptively like strong i don't i thought the cast. cast was actually pretty lit not gonna lie but that yeah yeah that could be just because i love swoosie kurtz like pushing daisies up in here 
Oh yeah, fucking love that show and her. So like, and she's married to she's married to Ed Bigley Jr. Yeah. <laughs> In in the movie, of course. Of course. Um, they're yeah, they're I, Burke's parents, and Burke like I enjoyed her her mother son haircuts. Yeah, that was a yeah. great touch. I mean, I I like I I never knew that experience where I almost just wanted to like smack baby Ben Foster and be like, enjoy your sex positive like free parents because <laughs> I definitely. Oh man, yeah. I my my parents are very clever. They're they're like the raptors in Jurassic Park. They will find you. I'm like, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They play this like this like weird sex positive parents who host like a sex positive TV show. Yeah, with Coolio um, as their guest. As Coolio is their guest. <laughs> um, it it is a little interesting. Yeah. You know. You know that's that's one thing I don't miss anything about high school. The only thing that I miss is just like financial security. Of course. And like yeah. the Must be nice. It must be I mean, nice. I mean, yeah. This seems like an upper middle class town. I mean, his oh, parents have a TV definitely. show yeah. for crying out loud. Yeah, his house is real nice. Like that's a nice house. And like like everyone yeah, seems pretty well off. Like I mean, granted, I feel like a lot of high school movies will do the, like, help me, I'm poor kids, where they're, like, <laughs> just, like, not even that poor, where I'm, like, what what poverty are you? Can I, can I go to your level? Like... Oh, for sure. <laughs> we already mentioned that, like, Kirsten Dunst, I, who I think is awesome, actually, in this film. Like, yeah, oh, I agree. Is, she, is she given, like... A lot to do. I mean, a little bit. Like she's she's allowed to sing, and it's the first time she's ever apparently sang on camera on this film. Oh, whoa! I didn't know um, that. Only dreams can bring me this solace. The moon softly on the I love to see. I mean, I know yeah. she's sang and stuff before, but like... Yeah, this, this was like the first time. Um, again, we mentioned Ben Foster. And Ben Foster's crafted like quite... I mean, he's not like winning Oscars and stuff, but he has like a career now. He he's does. doing a lot of good yeah. films. And he's doing a lot of indie films. Yeah. We, we talked about Cisco again. Like he, Cisco, Cisco. There's, there's only one other <laughs> film I've seen Cisco in. And that was... Um, I don't even remember the name. It was like him and Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, Snow Dogs. Snow Dogs. They, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and they were just like, I don't know, Cuba Gooding Jr. was in a sled race with dogs. Yeah. Yeah, um, that sounds Shane West. Right. <laughs> on this podcast, we'll talk about a lot of Shane West films. He was in oh, a lot of teenage yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, even though he was 30. Live that dream, buddy. Live that dream. <laughs> Colin Hanks again. Colin Hanks says, like, he's not, he doesn't as his father's career, but he's had like a he does stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mila Kunis, I'm like, yes. Mila Kunis is good. And she's got her lines here. She, like, she's, she not, she's not the star. She's underutilized, mm. but not as underutilized as Zoe Saldana. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Both of them. Who has like three <laughs> lines in this film. Yep. And it just, it's just, I apologize to like my fellow Latina. Like, you had to mm. play like a niche token role and I... Yeah. It wasn't my fault, but I feel bad for you. Yeah, no, I, I do honestly feel bad for her that she was she was shoved <laughs> I mean, in I mean, the, look, look, the she sassy black it. friend role, but like well, that, that's, she had that's what's no lines though, like or like she had lines, 
you know, like three, I guess. I, I didn't really count them, but like, yeah, she didn't have too many like, you know, sassy black catchphrases like a lot of them have where it's like, ah, oh, I feel so bad about that. She had like. Yeah, no, there weren't like sassy phrases so much. Yeah. It was just like you know, some, some like useless side character who had like really one point was yeah. to like make out with Shane West, which I guess isn't terrible. It's you know. not. But it's still so. I I don't know. I don't know if you should do like a ranking of like the shit deals. Like who got the least shit deal as the sassy <laughs> well, black know. friend or like sassy Latina friend or you know I'll, like I'll, I'll tell you what. Like this movie was not very. I mean, it was okay. So this is something I want to discuss because mm-hmm. it seems like it at the time it was decently popular because it's been parodied sometimes yeah but correct me if i'm wrong did you watch this illegally i did as did <laughs> i but you know what you you enjoy your illegal uh pirating or of movies. do i, I. Know that. Mm. or do you, do you? <laughs> i i try my best to like purchase the movie rent it i actually did own this dvd at, at one point but i couldn't find it i might have given it away um oh, it shit. was on netflix at one point mm. but now it's impossible to yeah. find yeah yeah it's, you, it was can't, a quest. you can't get it anywhere. It's not even like in print anymore. So you have to get the DVD, which is weird because there's a lot of clips on YouTube. Mm. So so I have some theories on it. Okay, um, what are your theories? We'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. Time. But I just always mention on my podcast, like, this is 44% by the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, mm. 51% by the audience. Do you feel like that's fair or... You know, I I don't know. I don't think it really is. Like, I think that it's, like, is it, you know, uh, 10 things I hate about you? No. No, it's not. You know, but it's it's actually pretty solid. Like, I'd give it, like, a, a like, 60, 70, like, that range. Yeah, where it's you know like, what? I'd agree. It's short enough where yeah. it's not going to, like, bother me and annoy me. Does it have a lot of tropes? Yes. Yeah. Maybe it came too late. This is 2001, and it really feels like a 90s teen film mm. more than like a 2000s teen film. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I know it's close to the 90s, mm. but um, it's not something where I'm like, wow, everyone's got to watch this film. It's definitely not the worst no. film I've ever seen, no. and not nearly the worst high school film I've ever seen. This is a genre mm. with a lot of good films, but a lot of bad films. Yeah. So... If if you guys out there, if you haven't seen Get Over It, it's very hard to see now. But watch it because it's it's if you like high school films, look, it's not a great film again, it's not transcendent, mm-hmm. but it has all the typical stereotypical ingredients that these high school films have. I'm not necessarily saying that's a good thing. Right. But but it does. Yeah. But one thing that I'm like disappointed in is First of all, I love Martin Short. Mm. I think he does amazing in this film. I think he he's does. really funny. But it's like no, this is a role of his that no one will ever remember. No, and and, and it's sad because it like is. he he really steals every scene he's in. I remember what the wonderful Bobby De Niro once said to me. Well, not to me, but I read it in an article. Yeah. While all these people are like good actors, they're young. He's like the polished. Mm. like comedy chops actor yeah. who's hilarious. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. do you he, agree? I, I agree with that. I mean, he really, like, like you feel the palpable insecurity and crushed <laughs> dreams <laughs> of that character where you're like, yes, like, I... I mean, that would be like if my, my chorus teacher took a bunch of meth, 
you know, <laughs> like, I, or, or just like went on a cocaine and meth bender, you know, like combine them to that. But like, that's, that's the level that he was bringing. And I, I appreciate it so, so much. Yeah. yeah and um, he's just, like you said, Dr. Desmond Forrest Oaks. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Feels like the most fleshed out character in the entire film. Like he's got a backstory and there's like, I want to know more. I know. Yeah, no, he because... is very fleshed out. Like, I mean, they, they give like these, you know, like funny little like, oh, hey, here are his broken dreams. Laugh at them. But like, yeah, you know, like that is that is definitely like he you can, you can tell that he's really like immersed into this character and that it could have just been like one note. But he really finds a nice range of notes in this. So well done. Yeah, and it seems like he, like, again, he had his, like, he was an aspiring, like, songwriter mm. in, in, like, the disco era, yeah. and it just didn't make it. So, yeah. he's I mean, also I, know, like, I know, like, white mediocrity, like, turned up, just <laughs> turned up, <laughs> like. I mean, I know, I know teachers who, like, no, I, look, I had some great teachers, but there was also those teachers who oh, yeah, gave you same. that sense that they felt like they were failures, and they were trying to, like, make successes of their teaching and turn it into the thing they wanted to. Oh, yeah. And... Yes. Hi. I know you're busy, but I just want to talk to you for one second. Oh, Miss Woods, please come in. Oh, fun hair clip. Hmm. I wanted to talk to you about my song. Oh, pocket full of dreams. I originally wrote that tune for Miss Diana Ross. Miss Ross! Miss Ross! I've written a very groovy song I think you'd love. Oh, that's my hand, buddy! Miss oh, Ross! Miss Ross! Diana! Unfortunately, the lawyers got involved and then bullshit, 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 bullshit. And then uh, the next thing you know, no deal. It's a great song. I love singing it. Oh, it was fun to write. It's just that I was wondering if you if you wouldn't mind if I made a few suggestions. You made s some suggestions? A weary night, abate thy hours. Well, I, I just figured, you know, like you said, the song really isn't working. <laughs> I'd like you to do me a favor, if you will. Miss Woods, I'd like you to read this poster and tell me what it says at the bottom. Mm, no food or drink allowed in the auditorium at any time. It says 12 original songs by Dr. Desmond Forrest. Oh. <laughs> that part. Yes, that part. I'll tell you what it doesn't say. It doesn't say additional lyrics by little Miss Sassy Pants. You know, some of those lyrics are Shakespeare's. Ah. And what was the last tune you hummed from Macbeth? Bill Shakespeare is a wonderful poet, but Burt Bacharach, he ain't. He's like that guy. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like, you know, I, I can I can think of just like like a handful of teachers in my, my high school who were fantastic. And, you know, they are they are separated from, you know, the, the rest of the teachers that I did not like. But yeah, I definitely felt, you know, there were teachers in my high school that they didn't achieve what they wanted to. They had a lot of resentment. <laughs> and then, you know, we're also resentful for the fact that, like, as a society, we love youth. And they were, you know, they aged out of that. They aged out of that, like, prime, you know, 
that prime limit that you get being like, here's your <laughs> limit. Oh shit. <laughs> and, and again, he, I think he's great as this character. Yeah. Um, one, one more person I want to talk about. I always like to talk about the director. The director's name is Tommy O'Haver or O'Haver. O'Haver. Not, he hasn't really done much. His oh, most shit. famous, uh, film I would say that he's done uh, apart from get over it is Ella Enchanted. <gasps> oh yeah. Yeah. I've seen that movie. So, so that, that's a film, uh, that people know, I suppose. I guess, yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> I don't, uh, it has Anne Hathaway, who I quite like, you know. I like Anne Hathaway, yeah. yeah. yeah but she, that was definitely like Princess Diaries era. Yeah. Anne Hathaway. Yeah, it also has, like, like showing her, herself topless. I didn't in, know uh, that Carrie, Carrie Eels was in it, or Mini Driver, so good to know. I, yeah, I, I think I saw it Fox. once. Yeah, I'm I'm I am DBing the shit because I saw <laughs> it once while babysitting. It does have Hugh Dancy in it, who I love and love on Hannibal. So that's like my other <laughs> Hannibal. But yeah, yeah, oh, that movie was not great. That's a movie where I think that has like a six point three out of ten on IMDb, and this one has a five point eight. Where I'm like, get over it. It's a much better film, guys. <laughs> wow. Like. How did Ellen Enchanted get that shit? So a, cu- a couple more notes on the cast. Um, w- a small one and then a big one I want to get into. Okay. First is that Aaliyah was up for the role. The late Aaliyah was up for the role oh. that Zoe Zeldana took. Uh, but, like, I'm kind of glad Aaliyah didn't take that role because it's a nothing yeah. role and she passed away. Yeah, like, not no, far too. after that, so that would have been, like, probably a regret. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I do, I do love Zoe Saldana, and it worked out anyway. Um, the other note is someone I did skip in this, because I do want to get into it, because it's pr- pretty serious, is Melissa Sage Miller, mm. who has a big uh, role as Allison in this. Yeah. And she, this movie, she, that name might ring a bell to us now, and she, uh, this movie in particular is related to this scandal because she's like one of the main uh, players, I guess you could say, in the mm. Harvey Weinstein uh, scandal, um, yeah. which is obviously like a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah. But, uh, but actually, this is a Miramax picture. Harvey Weinstein is like one of the lead producers on this film. Maybe that. So, the, so one of my theories, I guess, is maybe mm-hmm. like whether it's like Weinstein out of spite. Or them, like, not wanting to, like, have people talk about this film. Um, like, why it's inaccessible now when only, like, maybe, like, two years ago you could find this film anywhere on, like, old streaming services. But she she said – she's one of the older people on screen. Yeah. Um, and she – this was only her second role. And this is, like, the film that Weinstein really was – I mean, inappropriate is understating – how yeah, that's that's a huge understatement. I know that the the gentle listeners cannot see me at home, but if they've seen Clue and know who Madeline Kahn is and that flames on the side of my face, that's that's me whenever I think of that fucking piece of shit Weinstein. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, not I, not a good guy. I don't think No, no. Yeah. Yeah, think. inappropriate is like is a very big understatement just yeah i mean like it's terrible what he did and i feel bad because like yeah she's one of the people who cited that like he kind of destroyed her career oh yeah totally and and she's she's pretty good in this film she's not i mean look again it's no one's amazing like oscar level because they're not i mean i would i would say out of the the teen actors like i was 
most impressed with Ben Foster, but that's like, you know, <laughs> like I that's not to say like, oh, and everyone else sucked. Like it was just like, you know, he really he really stood out. He really carried that well. Where I was like, good job you. But like she did a really good job with like what is pretty much a nothing role. Like she could yeah. have come across as like, oh, she's a bitch for leaving him and it's like she didn't you know no like, she didn't at all not and at I, all again i just feel like i feel terrible that that happened yeah. to her. And like it's a, it does like tarnish this film a little bit it shouldn't because she like i don't want this film hidden because of that i mean oh, i don't want harvey weinstein to get money yeah from it. no no i don't he want should not that get money. Like, wow Weinstein, weinstein did a good job here i don't want that Mm-mm. but i i, I don't think that these actors should have to pay for his crime. I think her career, oh, yeah, like no. she wasn't able to have the career she wanted to have, and I think it should be right. celebrated. And I think it sounds like yeah, I'm, which is I feel like I'm being disgusting. like over pontificating this film. <laughs> no, uh, but no, like, it's I, like I want people to watch her yeah. work because it's like again, it was unfair. No, it was taken too. from her. Yeah, I mean, she's first of all like very brave for speaking out against someone who did that to her like who was inappropriate and who also you know made sure that her career was even more of an uphill battle where it's like you know looking at her her imdb page like it's very scattered and like you can tell like oh yeah harvey definitely messed with you know her ability to get with roles and like get good roles because she's good in this like you know, and, and that's her her second film role. Like you know, that's that speaks a lot to her her work ethic. And you know, like absolutely, imagine absolutely. if she maybe got you know more chances. Like she might you know have like a bit more of a career. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely team Melissa. Like she's a cool lady. She pulled off the red hair really well. Like. Yeah. I mean, no, 100%. And I definitely wanted, I didn't want to like skip over that while talking about this <laughs> yeah, film because yeah. not, her, not her red hair, but there's a whole Weinstein thing in general. Right. Um, so, another feature I do on this particular podcast mm-hmm. in the Slumber Party is I like to, whether I, so I didn't have this DVD, but I found a picture of this DVD. I like to read either the, v- the back of the VHS cover, the back of the Ooh, DVD cover, to say what, how they summarize the film. So, if you're still listening, fans of the podcast this is what the get over it back of the dvd summary is kirsten dunst cisco and ben foster shine in this hilarious hip comedy after burke gets dumped by the hottest girl in school allison who'll do anything to get her back against the advice of his buddies dennis and felix burke desperately follows allison into the high school play but when he's inept on stage Burke gets bailed out by his friend's little sister, who just might be the one to help him get over Allison. Also featuring Martin Short, Shane West. Nothing goes as planned in this entertaining treat. I mean, yes. <laughs> there's so I, my voice sounded like that because every sentence almost ends in an explanation point in this. But I mean, that pretty much summarizes the film. It's not a complicated film, guys. No, no, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> there, there aren't many a plot twist there. <laughs> So this I is. Mean, I mean, I un- do. I'm trying to read this poster tagline because um, the poster's great. Just for like, 
you know, examples of we photoshopped these actors together. They weren't in the same <laughs> room, but it's like, it's get over it, get dumped, get pumped, get even. So, you know. Oh, jeez. And I feel like <laughs> that guys. doesn't summarize it. It doesn't feel like he gets even, but whatever. It doesn't. No, there's, there's not really like, you know, that tag, maybe that's why some people are a little bitter at this movie because they were thinking like oh yeah good get pumped can get even <laughs> but it's like no for sure he gets that dumped is you know and like i i thought they did like a very good job at like comedically addressing you know like a high school relationship breakup though i will say 16 months is impressive for high school like yeah no like, i mean that, that's yeah. that's why like some people are like oh, what, why is he so mopey i mean like for high school that's a long time so that this film is one of the many fil- films of this era that use or pretend to use like a Shakespeare plot, but there's actually, it's Midsummer Night's Dream. There is a Midsummer Night's Dream performance in this. Yeah. Anytime we have a film here on the podcast that is based on a Shakespeare play, we have our friend of the program, John Harden, give us Shakespeare in 60 seconds to try to explain to us what it's about. So John Harden, we're going to play the clip of him talking about Midsummer Night's Dream. Thank you, Brian, and hello, everyone. I am John Harden, your resident Shakespeare expert. Since this movie, Get Over It, deals loosely with the plot of Shakespeare's play A Midsummer Night's Dream, I am here to give you the actual plot of A Midsummer Night's Dream in 60 seconds. Here we go. Okay, so, Hermia and Lysander, two young lovers, are in love, but Hermia's father, Aegeus, doesn't like Lysander and would prefer that Hermia marry another guy, Demetrius. So, Hermia and Lysander decide to run away into the forest and elope. Unfortunately, Hermia tells her friend Helena the whole plan before they leave. Helena, who used to be in a relationship with Demetrius, decides to tell Demetrius that Hermia is running away in order to trick him into chasing after her, getting Helena some alone time with Demetrius in the woods. Once they get to the woods, they end up getting magicked with by the forest resident fairy band, Oberon the king and Puck his servant, and both men, Lysander and Demetrius, end up chasing Helena around madly in love. Hermia and Helena have a huge fight, everyone ends up angry, and the fairies have to put everyone to sleep and undo their magic to set everything right. When the lovers wake up the next morning, Demetrius is back in love with Helena, Lysander is back in love with Hermia, and all four trot off to get married at the Duke's palace. Oh, there's also a band of blue-collar community theater actors, a fight between the fairy king and queen, and someone's head gets swapped with the donkeys. But you'll just have to see the play to learn more. And, speaking of seeing the play, I'm actually in a production of A Midsummer Night's Dream this summer in Rowayton, Connecticut, with Shakespeare on the Sound. The show opens June 14th and runs Thursday through Sunday at 7.30pm until July 1st. Go to shakespeareonthesound.org to learn more. Now... Back to the slumber party. Okay, so I don't know exactly how this film compares to it, except that it's literally in the film. Mm. And they're kind of hitting you over the head with it. So Ben Foster is supposed to be Lysander, right? Mm -hmm. Shane West is supposed to be Demetrius. Melissa Sage Miller is Hermia. And Helena, who's not supposed to be that attractive, is supposed to be Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, yeah okay. I, mean, I mean, obviously, because like... <laughs> Kirsten Dunst is just a hideous monster. Ugh, like... <laughs> I do like that element of this, right? Like, th- that, like, she's supposed to be like, 
oh, like we see this a lot in high school films. Um, the girl that's right under your nose is the one that yeah. you end up being with because, like, how did I not see this before? How do you not see Kirsten Dunst? Like, she's your friend's sister. I know that might be weird, but like, oh my god! Like, oh my god! I'm not. If... I'm, I'm not trying to check out high school girls, but she. Same. I did check. She's like 19. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, if if I went to that high school, like. Jesus, I would have been so awkward around her because I definitely would have had like a little baby gay crush on her and just would have been like hanging out all of the time, just being like, You're really pretty. (laughs) I remember like (laughs) the first time I saw this film was in high school, actually. I graduated Mm. in 09, but again, this was 2001, so it was like before I was technically in high school. No, sorry, I didn't graduate in 09, I graduated in 09. Five. I'm thinking of college. It's okay. So, you can, so you can it was. Say you I guess. Graduated in '09. <laughs> no, no, I'm not trying to be younger. I graduated in '05. But <laughs> okay. I was like, I guess I was a freshman when it came out, but mm. I didn't like see it in theaters or anything. So I probably rented the DVD at some point in in my high school time, and I distinctly remember renting the DVD because I'm like. I think Kirsten Dunst is hot. There's a shot of her in a bikini on the cover. I'm going to rent it. And she does have the bikini scene with Mila Kunis. And again, it's like, I don't get Ben Foster like, oh, she's beautiful right in front of my eyes and I can't see it. Again, eventually they end up together. It is kind of funny how they do this in in these kind of films. Yeah. Oh my God. No, totally. Like, because yeah, they're just so like, like Mila and Kristen or Kirsten, wow, Kristen, blah. Kirsten, <laughs> are just, like, so, like, stupidly beautiful, where you're, like, in what world, bro? Like, in what world <laughs> is she, like, the, oh, overlook, you know, where I'm, like, yo, she's, she also was, like, very clearly, like, hitting on, on him, and I'm yeah, terrible like a lot. at reading signals. Like, I for the longest time did not know if people were hitting on me or not like just disgustingly bad at flirting but like that was just like if if there were people that I went to high school who looked like that and who hit on me in such a blatant manner I would hope that like baby me would be smart enough to realize oh yeah they're hitting on me and then you know maybe Maybe I would have, like, I don't know, like, gotten laid <laughs> way earlier. <laughs> like, yep. That's fair. That's, That's fair. very, I mean, no, we... thank you. So, it's, it's a so little I get... frat bro of me, I feel like. To be no, like, but so I guess, but... I guess I, I have to take what I said back because maybe Ben Foster was just oblivious. He hadn't yet learned the language of flirting. I yeah, mean, it's pretty it's... obvious to me watching now. Right, but, right. I, but, mean, no, I mean, yeah, that's... I guess that's fair. That's true, but still, it is it is funny, like, and not actually funny, but like, you know, when people are like, "Oh, let's," you know, Kirsten is like the not so hot one, but oh, she's hot. Like, they didn't go out being like, "Oh, she's ugly as fuck," but they just kind no, of no, like no, it, was, it wasn't like that full level. It yeah. was just like she's the pretty girl right under our noses. Yeah. <laughs> um so so this this film has a couple of uh interesting scenes that I do want to talk okay. about. Right starting with 
not the first scene where they're like, oh, you know, yeah. she, she 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 fell right onto my, you know, yeah. like sorry, no, no, like, that I'm trying to, th- I can't do Ben Foster's like really high voice in this. I, he just, does he still I have can't that voice? Either. I don't think so. I think he's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's his voice. We did it, but, Brian. We imitated it perfectly. Yes. <laughs> but uh, the right after he gets broken up with and again another trope we see in a lot of these high school films breakup films right after he gets broken up with uh there's the whole and we haven't talked about her much vitamin c because she's not really a character in this but she's just kind of like the greek <laughs> chorus if you will she she's is like two two songs in it but first yeah. of all, this movie has some like interesting and fun songs it does but it kind of starts off with a cover of captain and Tennille's, uh love will keep us together It's um, very on the nose, and, and and I don't know if he can see her or not. Well, he can't, right? Like I, I don't think, or we can just know. see her. It's vitamin C singing with a band while he's walking down. It kind of sets the the tone of whimsical confusion for me because it's like, <laughs> is this a dream? Does he see her? Like what what's going on here? Because like everything's like really like choreographed. The tracking shots real impressive. Where I'm just like, yeah, did it. Y'all did it. But yeah, yeah. Does he know Vitamin C just like appeared behind him spontaneously to sing Captain and Tennille? Is that what he dreams about? I don't know. By the way, uh, in this film, well, she's rocking some awesome like capri pants, like cargo capri Oh my God, she is. Things. <laughs> I, this film like appeals to me again because like this is when I was in high school and these are the, like, I dressed like Ben Foster, and the girls dressed like the girls in this film. Oh, yeah, the, the um, high school fashion for this film, very appropriate. <laughs> uh, and, and I don't know, like, vitamin C, like, I just, like, I don't know how to say this, but, like, at the time, I didn't, I wasn't, like, really into vitamin C. Mm. Like, I look at her now, I'm like, well, she's kind of my type. Like, I yeah. like her vibe. I like yeah. the vibe. She's, no, like she's, her, like, she's got you a know, cool I, vibe. Definitely. Yeah, like, I don't know. So, <laughs> so, by the way, if you haven't seen Get Over It and you're still listening, you must think we're so crazy talking about Cisco and vitamin C and all this stuff. But trust me, watch it. And it's just, 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 it's just interesting. It's only yeah. an hour twenty two minutes. <laughs> I mean, I would say out of the the characters of the film, I probably dressed the closest to vitamin C, but I did not have cool hair. And I she does have cool. She hair. has cool hair. <laughs> that was something that always eluded me because I would want something like, you know, like punk rock and Debbie Harry, and then I would just get like Anchor Lady <laughs> or like um, just <laughs> mess of hair on my head, being like cool, so I look like Wayne <laughs> from Wayne's <laughs> World. 
So this is like this is a movie with not too many things happen. Like I said, it's short, but but yeah. there are like a, a couple other scenes I do want to talk about. Yeah, um, I mean, I I do want mainly... to say, and this is something I I hold on to. If I had a ton of money, and I mean like a disgusting Kardashian amount, I would most definitely hire Vitamin C and Cisco. To follow me around, serenade me. Get oh, a band, of course, yeah. You know? But to be clear, Cisco is an actual character in he this is. as Dennis. Vitamin C just kind of floats around in the universe. She, does. Kind of weird. <laughs> she pops up um, randomly to just bless. I know us you want to talk orange about hair. <laughs> I know you want to talk about this guy, um, Shane West. Shane yeah. West plays like a <laughs> British boy band singer <laughs> oh man the... but his accent is terrible and we, we said it earlier on both of us we've talked about this we're not sure if he's actually putting on a fake british accent or it's so bad that the actors are ad-libbing because they'll throw like shots at him occasionally yeah yeah that's the thing that, like the accent movie. isn't good yeah like they <laughs> they compared him to madonna so i'm just like sipping my tea being like Ooh. There we go. But like, yeah, <laughs> he like he also I love that his look in this movie, he is serving like soft butch, like, cr- like Kristen Stewart, like 90s bad boy realness. Like that's his look. <laughs> it's great. He has like the For dog sure. tags where I'm like, oh. That's how I know. I know you're a bad boy. He's he sings about like like the boy band song is ridiculous and sings Love's about good. like Himself, Striker. <laughs> loves good. <laughs> loves good. My loves good. Just like boner song. It's very accurate. Very, very accurate. But like, oh god, his accent. His accent is just like. It's a are you gonna, work are you take a turn of at it? art. Oh my god, I don't. I don't even know where to where to begin with like his word. It's it's like. I don't know if Shane West has met a British person because it's not like there's a discernible region. Like you can't be like, oh yeah, he's like being like <laughs> East London, like in it, bro. If you know yeah, what I mean? He, he's from like you Louisiana. Know? Yeah, it's definitely not a Louisiana accent. Oh, he's it's supposed not. to be British, but it's... yeah, it. Oh man, <laughs> he's just like. And okay, what is also a boy band guy? doing in their high school right well yeah because like that's like they don't really specify his age but just being like okay shane west you're you're 30 it's cool to <laughs> live your dream and your truth but like you know is he like like one of those like really young boy bands like i don't know um whoever the one direction wow i just sounded like one of the olds being like youths <laughs> but like you know is he, is he like that or like dream street like an aaron carter you know being like 16 or is he like a a justin timberlake who most definitely had to repeat the eighth grade like five times <laughs> well <laughs> well i i think he this is me doing a little backstory i think he's in a boy band or he was mm. but they're they're like semi-popular they're one of those ones who like 
you've probably heard the song, but you can't remember the name right yeah. now. Yeah. Because he's not instantly recognized, but it's like, don't I know that guy? Right. Like, like he has that kind of feel. Yeah. Oh, so, so, so quickly, because you kind of brought it up. I like to talk about um, one thing that I've noticed while watching all these films is is a question I ask every guest. Mm-hmm. Do the actors look high school age to you? You mentioned that Shane West does not. No, he 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 does not. And I'm I'm looking at the poster and oh man, oh man, there there are so many great posters. So like yes, out of all of them, like I wish I could capture the the expressions so that you could see them. But in this film, Shane West like has the perfect douche smirk. Like it is deck like the it would be in the dictionary being like define douche smirk. Shane and he plays West, a douche in this film. He so does it does really well. <laughs> but yeah, he does not look high school. Like there is no, no high say, schooler that was like Foster. Bill Ben Foster does. He's the only ben, one. That's he does he and he does a really good Kirsten Dunst looks college. She, she look yeah she looks college. Yeah, like she still looks like like believable enough where you're like, okay, you know, she's she's not in her thirties. You're like, all right, but she does look like a little bit college y. Mila Kunis looks high school, but like Yeah, she does. Also like like what I would have wanted to look like in high school. <laughs> Like she's she's one of those people where I'm like oh, I see you, but like Melissa Sage Miller definitely does not look high school. No, she looks fault. she looks collegey, but you know like I I don't know what it was like to be a a tall lady in high school because I'm pretty fun sized. I'm like five five. So mm, spoiler alert. I know people thought I was six <laughs> two. I'm sorry yeah, to crush your, your dreams. Voice, like oh my god. Yeah, whoa. being like oh this deep sensuous voice you know just my milkshake it just brings all the boys to the yard <laughs> it's my real voice but yeah yes. no so like <laughs> you know i'm not saying you should have like just cast like a bunch of like you know petite no, but... actors to be like oh high school but yeah no she just she carries herself with like a sophistication and like maturity yeah, that you don't really get with high school I mean, I think that, you know, that isn't necessarily, like, her fault with that, because, you know, she was going for, like, a a more sympathetic direction instead of just being like, I'm a shallow pretty bitch. Because, like, that role <laughs> totally could have been like that, you know, where she was, like, oh, yeah. trying yeah, to be no, very, like... Yeah, where you're like, okay, I can get why, you know, you would be with Shane West. I mean... Like not and with I, that accent, what, it, <laughs> but it's yeah, it's helpful in this film. Yeah, because it there's a lot of films that portray it as like you said, like oh she's the selfish bitch, I'm gonna hate her. And yeah. you never hate her during this film. Oh yeah, no. And, and, and I think that's a positive thing. They don't like shame her for leaving her boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, no, that's and, and that's good. Someone else might have played it that way, or like even the director. So I do give them credit for that. It yeah. Just, like Ben Foster's character, Burke feels like the crazy one. It doesn't feel like, and the movie is even called "Get Over It." Mm. It's not, um, it's not like, oh, how could she do that to him? Yeah, yeah. It's... Which a lot of other movies play it that way. They definitely do. Oh yeah, that's that's a huge trope of being like, you fucked up and you fucked over this <laughs> really nice guy, you bitch. But it's like, no, no. I I like that. 
you know, he was the one that was like the the overly emotional, you know, like calling and like doing every like the the singing thing was so embarrassing where I'm like, this is what happens in real life, you know, like that's what would happen if you were like going to sing something to your your crush or an ex. Just don't do it. You know, just just don't do it. Don't do it oh, ever. <laughs> yeah, so so let's let's just talk about that. So this is something that's very parodied. Parodied. I think it's in a not another teen movie, and I've seen it in other stuff like the whole. No, it's not on. It's there's like two famous singing things of this era, like Ten Things I Hate About You. Yep. Which, but that's not the name singing. This is like literally her name is Allison, and he sings Elvis Costello's. Ben Foster does Elvis Costello's Allison. Oh my god. And the way you look, I understand that you aren't impressed. I heard you let a little friend of mine take off your party dress. Oh, Allison. I can't believe you dated that loser for a year. Bert, your aim sucks. Yeah. Like, very, which is not a yeah. song that is really like. It's not really a romantic, romantic song. <laughs> no. At all. <laughs> I mean, and, and no. Shane West, oh God, Shane West's rendition of that too. Like that's. And he, and he, he does a later version. That's, oh, I, I had such a piano snob moment, but um, like everyone just something I notice, like everyone does this ascending scale to like be like, ooh, I'm a show off with piano. It's not impressive. It's like a basic, <laughs> you know, routine. And maybe that just makes me like a like a, a giant snob, but you know, I'm like, eh. and he's he's also not actually playing it. Like he's not playing the piano. You can kind of tell by his hand in the position where when um Kirsten Dunst goes to play it like you can tell like she is actually playing so that I give her a lot of props for being like oh cool like you know she's either like her technique you know is it professional concert pianist no but it's not a bad technique and like if anything if my mind gets blown by some trivia facts it's like she wasn't playing it i'll be like what she's good at it <laughs> either way like that just makes her one of the the better of the teen actors there to be like yeah you did it you're right so with ben foster let's, let's talk about this audition scene then because it is uh that's another i think i don't want to say iconic because it's not an iconic film that is another memorable yeah um scene from this it's uh Bert Landers, I'm here to audition. Ah, Bert Landers. Goody for me. Uh, I'd like to read uh, a monologue by Oberon in the third act. Oh, and I can't wait to hear it. But first, I need to hear your singing audition. Excuse me? The procedure, Mr. Landers, is that we sing first and then we read later. Uh... Jessica, could you help me here? I'm, 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 I'm sinking in quicksand, unfortunately, with this boy. Sing first, read later. Sing first, read later. Any song? 
Any song you want. Kiss a little longer, make it last a little longer. Projection, Mr. Burke, projection. Kiss a little longer, stay close a little longer. A little longer, longer with regret. That big red freshness lasts right through it. Your, Your fresh breath, breath goes on and on, and on while you chew it. So say goodbye a little longer, <laughs> make it last a little longer. Give your breath long lasting freshness with big red. So, so, as is stated, Ben Foster, Burke, tries to try out for the play because Shane West and his new chippy uh, <laughs> decide that they're going to try out for the play. And he's like, I'm going to try out for this play to get my girl back. And Kirsten Dunst, who's also trying out for the play, helps Ben Foster along the way try to get his acting chops. Yeah. So, the, so he prepares a monologue, but it's actually the singing audition. And mm. again, I love Martin Short here. First of all, Martin Short with these like random quotes. Like, I believe it was Bobby De Niro who once said, mm. a little too many glick there. But like, yeah, a little know. bit, but no, it was still, it was still pretty like, accurate. Uh, <laughs> I, lo- I love, I, I love that part. Yeah. But, but there's like that great audition. And, oh, first I'll ask, like, like you said, you were in musical theater. Mm-hmm. What Was this a little, I mean, I know it's a little over the top, of course, but was this how auditions were? Oh, or? oh, yeah, no, this this definitely, like, you know, there were, you know, some public singing auditions, and, like, you know, they were not, not fun. I mean, sometimes they would have private singing, which those were a blessing, where it's like, okay, thank you, but, like, um, I definitely... It's probably not great that I relate to Ben Foster more now with having the surprise sing audition because I remember there was like <laughs> one um, like dinner theater thing that I auditioned for that like it sounded really cool and um, oh, I forget the name of this silent film actress who like she's just famous for being pretty and dying and they're like oh it's not a heavy singing role I'm like oh great I'm gonna audition for that I can be 1920s and dead perfect <laughs> and like I go there and it's like no 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 singing audition first then acting audition and it was like fuck i didn't even get to the acting audition because i just choked on the singing one so much maybe i should have sang the um the jingle that he did then like yeah the big red jingle and then they'd be like you got it you got this part (laughs) (laughs) like whoever this 1920s dead chick who just got poisoned and was hot so woo but yeah that's that big red thing yeah no there there were definitely like the the kid peter wong super theater kid he was accurate that was okay okay i want to discuss peter wong there's Mm. two things yes peter wong is a theater kid and we all know this kind of theater kid and that is accurate but i'm not i'm gonna go like sinister here Mm -hmm. with his name being peter wong look he could have been adopted 
he but he definitely did not look Asian. He didn't. No. And I feel like, and this is another thing we're gonna talk about diversity. Mm. I feel like this was written for an Asian person, and an Asian was not cast. Yeah. That is bad, Hollywood. That is bad. That is very bad. No, I wouldn't. I would agree <laughs> with that conspiracy. <laughs> Just because, like that, that was something like that I noticed. I was trying to like figure out, you know, oh maybe he's like, like you said, adopted, or is he possibly <laughs> half? Asian, you know, like, is there, like, but the the actor, I don't think he's actually Asian from what no, I've been and there's nothing, looking there's nothing up. To indicate that he would be. And look, people have different last names and not right. saying, oh, it's 100%. But I, I just, I just have a feeling here because, yeah. so, so, okay, I'll just ask you, how, how would you grade this film diversity-wise? Uh, diversity-wise, I would say it's definitely... It's mixed because, like, there's some representation here and there, but, like, you know, Zoe Saldana's the sassy black friend. Cisco is just, like, Cisco. Like, there to be, like, fr- so it's it's kind of like filler diversity. Like, it's not yes, actually I, substantial. I feel like they patted themselves on the back. Oh, totally. Like, oh yeah, we have we have black people in this film. Yeah. But they just play the friends. Yeah, know? they're they're not really fleshed out. I mean, I don't know if if Cisco could like handle a fleshed out role possibly. I mean, he can handle dancing, so good on him, but you know. Zoe Saldana certainly could. Zoe Saldana could have. <laughs> She's just a stereotype we've seen, but it's not heavy heavy. It's just annoying that we know that she's capable of doing more acting wise despite yeah. her choices in roles. Yeah. And that she's not given that chance here when people who are probably less qualified to Cisco <laughs> are given are given uh more of a shot because yeah. they're just like Cisco. And I don't necessarily know if that's a race thing. Right. Because Cisco obviously is black, but right. just, I think it's more I don't know. It, it's more they just at this time they still kind of feel well like that's that's still like with, you know, like bringing up intersectionality it's like i i do think that compared with cisco you know she is at a disadvantage of being a woman of color so it's like where cisco at least has some like privilege of being a dude so like and having crazy like legs a, and, and being a... crazy <laughs> legs and like i mean that's, it that's would be it is. would be interesting granted i don't know like how um accurate or i guess like because my high school, like, I I did hang out with some guys because, like, one of my friends, like, he was gay. So it was like, I hung out with a bunch of gay dudes, you know, where I was like, okay. Like, not a total fruit fly because, like, I had some friends who were, like, lesbian and bi. And I only had a couple of straight friends, which was funny. But, like, so I'm just like, what is normal high school friendship? Because I feel like high school movies are, like, very segregated of being, like, boys hang with boys, girls hang with girls. Or if they do, you know, like, uh an opposite sex friendship it turns into like they were in love all along yeah, you know the, the opposite sex friendship always almost always turns into so that's what i'm always curious about cuz like i don't know if she would have been better in the dennis role than cisco cuz like 
I don't think America was ready. I don't think they're <laughs> they're ready for that. Yeah, no, I mean, not at, at all. Time, but like whatever, you know, whatever. I know. Um, I mean, maybe if there was like a remake of this, just casting them all again now at their current ages, that would be interesting. <laughs> so, so for let's let's just go through this whole theater subplot, or like yeah. kind of turns into the main plot. Peter Wong gets injured. Yeah, and eventually, and Ben Foster has to step in mm. and, and be in that role, and he, you know, he auditions with with Kirsten Dunst, or like, sorry, they practice together, and you know, they slowly. Well, she always like clearly likes him, and he yeah. slowly realizes like that's the girl for me. But mm. he kind of realizes it during the play. But they have these like little intercuts of like his Ben Foster's imagination being the play. Oh yeah. <laughs> So it's weird because even in A Midsummer Night's Dream, there's a play within the play. Mm. But we're watching a play within a movie with, you know, it's like a lot of like. It's a lot of layers. Here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, layers. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> um, and we finally get our. Uh, our, our yeah, we're skipping ahead and we'll jump back and forth. Yeah. Um, we finally we get our final play scene. And the play, like, first of all, the, the, like Desmond Forrest Oaks. Uh, Martin Short's songs are like so. They're so bad. Terrible, yes, they're so terrible, and it's like a kicky rock version of, Which, of Midsummer Night's Dream. Go ahead, Jessica. Raise the curtain on the tragedy that has befallen the Bard's greatest comedy. I'm praying for you, sir. Thanks. Shakespeare play and never understand a word they say. Well, tonight we're gonna make things clear, cause Shakespeare's dead. But we're up here. accurate because i feel like there are just like a lot of um high school theater company or like theater productions that take um the the tyra banks america's next top model ho but make it fashion with like (laughs) all of their their productions so they'll be like shakespeare but make it edgy and you're like what (laughs) what is this like so the tone super accurate that audience was packed. Like that was a oh, big yeah. and theater. That's a, that's a big high school theater. Yeah, yeah. Because that. Yeah, that was like, I mean, the the place that I was in, where like before being like on that Martin Short, like, ooh, the plays that I was in, because I was such <laughs> a great, like, no, no, I I was not like thank thank God I did not peak in, in high school with acting because my, my heart was in the right place. But like, I feel like a lot of 
high school actors think that they're Meryl Streep and they're not yet, and that's okay. You know, that's, fine. that's totally not fine. Not many people will get to be Meryl. Streep, yeah, you know? yeah, but it's like, um, you know, so like the the audiences were packed, but like not like that was a huge ass theater where it was like, damn. Oh yeah. Like that's like, and they they seemed to be like no one was drinking. At least I don't remember. <laughs> If anyone would. Oh, she, Swoozy, Swoozy wanted a drink. That's, that's accurate. (laughs) That's accurate. Just kidding. But like, um. So so like, I guess the highlight of the play, well, two, two highlights is that they change, Kirsten Dunst, like brother Colin Hanks, like slips. Yeah. Slips uh, her, her song she wrote instead of another song and she sings it and everyone loves it. And mm. despite Martin Short getting pissed at the beginning, since they love it, he appreciates it. Yep. And then again, Ben Foster changing the ending to the Shakespeare play. My lord, I shall reply amazedly, half sleep, half waking. I came with Hermia hither. Our intent was to be gone from Athens, so we might, without the peril of Athenian law, be wed. However. What? However? My lord, we slept and slept, as well you know, uh, things did change, as love did grow, although, in ways fair Hermia's soul and mine shall forever intertwine, alas, we must forever part, for lo to another belongs this heart. I do not like it in a boat. I do not like it in a car. Now, how's that? Now, stop cheering. Stop cheering. Stop cheering. Now. And Shane West getting pissed at him, but Mm. essentially everyone winding up with the people they should in a happy ending. Even, I don't know, we've said this, like, Cisco's got a crush on Mila Kunis the entire time. Oh, man. (laughs) Man, oh, and that also was... so Cisco, who wasn't in the play, someone else gets injured or mm-hmm. is sick or something, and then he yeah. ends up being in the play. And they let him keep his cargo shorts for some they reason. Do. Everyone else is in costume, <laughs> but he's in fucking cargo shorts. <laughs> and he's, know. like, dancing away, and, like, he just... I feel they... like that was, like, a Cisco choice, that he could only dance <laughs> in those cargo shorts. And that poor costumer just, like, had to try to tear that out of his his cold unforgiving hands (laughs) being like because like for for high school production like the fairy makeup was on point like allison was rocking the shit out of that glitter where it was like yeah like i was (laughs) legit jealous of it and i do i will say out of a performance note i love that mila kunis does not give a single flying fuck in this film like it's great 
Like, I feel like that's kind of her, her brand. Not to say she's a bad actor, because she's not. She just, no, like, no, but, but... she's the Gina Gershon of this film. Of She knows when she's like, I'm not in an Oscar film. Fuck it. I'm going to have fun. And, like, you have fun. I like yeah, that. Yeah, she, she's not that different from her, like, that 70s show character. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> and, like, um, oh, I'm, I'm reading. She's Cisco. Yeah, she she does. Ooh. <laughs> um, but I love, let's see. Yeah, I'm looking at some of my, my notes for here. But I do like that the boy band song was, like, a very, like, good representation of toxic masculinity and entitlement, but done in, like, a, a cutesy way where it was like, <laughs> that's right. And, like, that um, Shane West, because I feel like we keep veering to like it's it's coming to this point like we you know it's we gotta address it we gotta address it so much but his accent because he's doing like this William Shatner delivery so like the cadence is William Shatner pure William Shatner but then his accent goes like vaguely Australian for a second (laughs) like just it just just very much skips around and it it slips yeah. back into America and slips. And again, yeah. I don't know if it's on. We, we like we said, we don't know if it's on purpose or not. Right. Like like obviously he's putting an accent on purpose. We don't know if it's bad on purpose. I guess. Right. No. I I I really legitimately want to know his process because like the script throughout the film does fantastic things of like you know he'll like drop words like fancies. Or blathering, <laughs> blathering, that's a good one, of just, yeah. like, um, you know, so, like, I'm trying to think of some other other examples of his, like, you know, oh, oh, calling someone a wank, where yeah. it's just, like, you know, like, the accurate thing would be wanker, you know, like, that's what nope. you would actually call someone. <laughs> not in Shane West's But not in Shane like. West's world. No, <laughs> no, no. That's, and and I'm trying to, like, think of of what it is, you know, like, just, like, because he says, like, library, like, in the weirdest <laughs> way. And I'm just, like, what, because it's li- almost, literature. like, literature. literature and, like, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure this was just me winging it of like he'll be it, it it is almost like that's his his thing of like he just has like a vague idea of what a British voice sounds like and then is like doing this douche smirk grin so like you gotta <laughs> do like the douche smirk grin and you can tell that he like I feel like he made some creative choices because he has nunchucks at one point randomly and I'm like oh that's that's oh a God, douche yeah. bro move. I... Like you, you demanded those on set, and like <laughs> I think he also has some eyeliner at some point, and I'm like, oh, oh and a bandana. Sure. His bandana, like he, just the way he like struts around with like his bandana and douche smirk and dog tags. I'm like, are <laughs> are are you, are you the love child of Brett Michaels and Kristen Stewart cuz that's all I'm thinking right now. But yeah, yeah his that, like, his like uh, so, so take me know? out onto the veranda and edify me. And Tom Foolery, like I'm Tom like, Foolery, "Oh, Tom, yeah. Foolery. Tom Foolery." And you wank and like just being like, "Hello." <laughs> like it goes. It's it's very interesting. It's it very is. Weird yeah, and it's bad. it's very um, bad. I'm surprised it doesn't get more attention for like those those lists of films that are like you know like um 
Keanu Reeves' terrible accent <laughs> in all Shakespeare films. But, like, you know, I, I don't know if it's just because he, like, Shane West, to his credit, just is fully there. He, full measure. He's almost just like, you well, know. Well, I was going to say, did you know that Shane West was actually in many, like, rock bands in his life and he he considered himself a punk kid in high school oh no i didn't oh so shit. maybe you and shane west if you were the same age <laughs> would have gotten oh my along God. In high maybe I mean, maybe possible. not possibly i mean like i oh god no <laughs> possibly <laughs> i mean it's would it possible. be his character or would it be like no the real the shane real west. shane west the okay <laughs> Maybe, maybe maybe the real Shane West. Maybe knows. maybe that you would... might have had your walk to remember. Ooh, well, you <laughs> no, <laughs> no, probably not. I was like so so, so awkward with all of my like Buffy references <laughs> and just not picking up on signals. And you know he's he's a good looking dude. Where I'm like, mm, no, that this would true. never this would have <laughs> never happened with with you and me in high school. Also, like, yeah, just thinking about like him now because he was like 30 in this film or something where i'm just like ah oh, shane west i mean he's he's still like he's more like a tv guy yeah now, but he's he's um so i just want to go over th- like some quick things in okay this film. um just list your opinions and, and thoughts so um couple angles one of them i wrote down that was like so Forrest Oates or whatever his name is, <laughs> Martin Short's character. I love his assistant, that girl <gasps> Jessica. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's the one who gets nunchucked in the front bum as <laughs> as uh, as a uh, Martin Short's character oh Forrest puts it. She I just love like cuz there's always that like kiss ass student. Oh my god, who, there totally is. Yeah. Who's like the teacher's best friend and she plays that really well. She does. Um, yeah. Uh, so I want to talk about two uh that what was the deal with that? Speaking of older people, that Dora Lynn character. Oh um, yeah, that, she that, was like, like New Zealand girl, twenty something. Like, and even in the movie, she is. She was like left back for seven years because she was yeah, in coma. Yeah, yeah. First I, of all, okay, so she goes on a date with Luke <laughs> in this. Yeah, and she she is very pretty, but I get like what she's in high school. Why is she still dating high school people? That doesn't like break right. the age of consent no that doesn't just, just... also that just makes me wonder with like her character is this a sad 51st dates-esque situation where she's just mentally stunted at 16 but doesn't realize that she's like 26 or whatever i i don't do math math and i no, don't I, get it i don't know yeah, <laughs> but no, like I, I hear you like that's still yeah. And, and her whole thing is her whole thing is that she's very clumsy. I feel like this character was just added because the movie was like too short or something. <laughs> oh they go yeah. On this date. But she ends up with Colin Hanks. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I read through my my notes and realized I called him Mayo friend throughout the film because he just <laughs> that's that's the nickname. I'm so sorry. <laughs> such a shady bitch but like yeah no that's that's where you got the like pg-13 like boobity you know because like you saw ben foster's butt and then they had to like i feel like that was its movie's way of being like bro we're not gay look at titties (laughs) (laughs) well well i'm glad you bring that up because that's actually my next point something that we see a lot especially in this era but all like 
all eras of high school and teen films is like the gross out elements. Mm. And something I read is this is a PG-13 movie, but originally it was R. Uh So originally you did see like full on R nipplage, I guess. Oh, man. Um, But, you know, there's a lot of other things. I don't know if you noticed this, but you did kind of say it before, but there is not a single alcoholic beverage in this film. Not at the party. And there's actually some scenes, and again, I had to do some research, where they like um, like CGI or yeah. Photoshop out yeah. beer out of people's like hands and stuff. So so they're at they're like at these parties, these typical like parents out of town high school parties. Mm. Or even they're out at like the in that like club or whatever, right. but it's like a club for like fifteen year olds, which is weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there, there's there's no alcohol. Oh god, it, I felt like I was so lied to you in high school with those those clubs for fifteen year olds that don't actually exist. Yeah, where, like and if they did and if they do, I god. Oh I god. If they did, that happen. would you know, like that would definitely be some sort of layer of hell. Like or oh, absolutely. You know, like the bad place. Like I don't know if you've seen the show The Good Place, but that would yes. be like one of the versions of the bad place. <laughs> would be like one of those nightclubs where it's meant for like fifteen-year-olds in the movies, but all the fifteen-year-olds in the movies are super hot and are twenty. And like, <laughs> <laughs> but in re- in the bad place, it would just be like that place, like that nightclub, but filled with actual fifteen-year-olds, and you'd be like. No, no, no! Get me uh, out yeah, of here. At least not for me, no, you know. No, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like maybe, maybe Kevin Spacey who got a a name drop in that, where yeah, it was he like, did get oh, drop. one of the people that Forrest like. <laughs> I believe it was the great Kevin Spacey. Yeah, goes, yeah. Which like, uh, don't did not age well, but that also prophetically makes sense for that character. So well done. Yeah, no, that that's true. So so I'm particularly usually not a fan of these gross out things. Sometimes yeah. films can do it right where it doesn't like take away. But I think these are like gratuitous. And mm. I just listen to them. There's like that that random dog that is humping everything. Oh yeah. That like, oh we're taking care of a dog for the weekend that humps things. Yeah, that there's was just kind of like, dumb. There's a horse that pees. Um Oh yeah, yeah, and the fantasy you, thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you, me- yeah. you mentioned Burke's but I don't know. I. It's it's funny because it's like I can vividly recall them when you say it to me, but like those were the like parts of the movie that I just kind of like glossed over because yeah, at they, this they point just, they're just like stupid and they don't matter. And yeah. Like, oh, this is gonna be hilarious. People are gonna talk about this, but like, nope. Um, right. like I said, you mentioned Burke's butt. Um, that in the basketball game is it. Ben Foster's really white but if yep. that's him unless he got a butt double we I don't, don't know. know if he got a butt double I mean I also don't know like how old he was in that film so that's like <laughs> <laughs> oh true oh boy I hope he did if he's not if he's yeah because he, like, he is definitely butt. you know said it before said it again but like he definitely like he feels the most real like he feels like a real high school student like he looks like it his like like his delivery of Shakespeare lines is like spot on for bad high school delivery. And like (laughs) all of his, like his outfits, they're just like so accurate. Like I, I can't get over how accurate they are where I'm like, I have definitely seen guys in my town dressed exactly like that and exactly like i feel like i was one of them (laughs) not in your town yeah no no obviously in my town yeah um 
so so one of the big I don't know if it's a gross out moment, but it's supposed to be like a shocking moment. And this was featured in the trailer. It's featured on some of the posters. Is when K- Kirsten Dunst shoots Ben Foster with a crossbow. Oh by accident. yeah, <laughs> yeah um, yeah. A lot of this again. We've had, we've had gross out things or like over the top things since teen films began. You know, mm. since like beach party movies, and we never saw it, but like the girl loses her bikini top or something. Yeah. Um, but I think it was re-energized, and not that this is a teen movie, but uh, something about Mary mm. came out in the '90s or whatever, and there's like a, a couple like really gross-out scenes in there, but kind of like worked with that film. Um, this one kind of reminded me of like, oh my god, shocking moment! She shoots him with a crossbow. Oh yeah. <laughs> And like, haha, this is hilarious. We gotta talk about that crossbow scene. And this is one thing, like I said, we don't me and you, I think we're in agreement. We don't hate this film. It's not mm. terrible. It's not awesomely bad either. It's like, no, like it's a teen definitely film. Not. There's a lot of stuff we can laugh about. But I all like none of these moments land for me in terms of like gross out or shocking yeah. moments. Yeah, no, they like there's not like they don't land like. Oh, there's also like the, the, the drinking vomit from Punch. Oh yeah, yeah, that like, was just, that was so gross. Like that, ugh, that was and uncalled not in a, for. Like, Bro, that was so gross. It was like, oh come on, why? Yeah, why? It's guys? Like, why are why are you subjecting my my brain to this? Like, could you not <laughs> this visual? <laughs> but like, yeah, no, I I agree that like there were moments that didn't land where it was like I get what they were trying to do but I I would have appreciated if they just did not like if they just went to the drawing board this movie tries to hit a lot of these like typical teen tropes and yeah. it didn't have it didn't have to follow the rule book on everything you know no, and I feel like no, that's... I feel like that's what it does yeah that's that's where it's sort of like the the showgirls debate comes in where it's like you know a showgirls Obviously, a high school movie. Obviously, (laughs) but like, is it like a brilliant satire, or is it just an earnest pile of shit? Where like, you know, like that's where like I question being like, huh, you know, like how earnest is this versus you know how how satirical and calculated? Because it didn't feel like they were making fun of that trope. Like, it felt like they were just continuing to perpetuate it. Like, they didn't add anything new to it. Showgirls reminds me more of Shane West's accent in this. Like, everything you just said describes (laughs) Shane West's accent. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I do, actually, though, in this film, I don't know if it's just more tongue-in-cheek, and I don't know if it is in this genre, but the ending of just, like, Cisco. Who, the big reveal is that he's actually Cisco the entire time. Not really, yeah. but kind of, right? Kind of. Like Cisco <laughs> just appears and he starts singing uh, that song. I guess it's called September. Oh yeah, yeah, with the SpongeBob background. Yeah. And like, uh, um, yeah, September by Earth, Wing, and Fire. And yeah. A duet with Vitamin C. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Vitamin yeah. C and Cisco. So uh, on this podcast, uh, I I play a song that we go out with at the end, mm-hmm. and I'm definitely picking uh, Cisco and Vitamin C's rendition of September oh, because good. It, it's like <laughs> when again when do you see these titans of that era come together, <laughs> right? And make oh such beautiful God, never. <laughs> and it's so beautiful. Silliness. 
It's it's so beautiful. I love <laughs> I love every second of it. Just like the background, the fashion, like uh, it's it's one the the end credits are just fantastic. And that's that's a film that I would fully encourage like smoking a bowl of weed, thinking about that conspiracy, you know, is Cisco Cisco? And then just riding it out, just riding it out to those end credits where you get that song, you get the dancing, like, Oh fantastic. my God, it's just, it's just, if you haven't seen this, watch it. If, if you're a Cisco fan, you've definitely seen it, all you Cisco fans. Yeah, it's, you know, like, I, I feel like there's there's so much turmoil going on that's like a very polite word but it's like (laughs) you know this this is a good remedy for that you know for that turmoil to be like just put on put on some cisco and vitamin c most people know most people know cisco like one song i mean yeah Yeah. it's like 99 percent of people know one cisco song Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe you know one or two Vitamin C songs. Yeah. But this combo of them, you should know because they're both good singers. They honestly. are. Like, I'm not even kidding about that part. Like, they are both oh, actually no, good same. singers. Yeah. Um, Cisco, incredible. Like, with yeah. his, like, over exaggerated voice or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, that's pretty much get over it. But mm. before we before we get out of here, oh, well, no. <laughs> I see what you did there. We're gonna play another game, Jenny. <gasps> ha- have yes. you ever played a game called Mash? I have. Yes, yes, I have. I've played Mash so, so I think many it stands a time. For, for mansion, apartment, shack, shack. house. But what, mm-hmm. aren't the rest of them houses anyway? So is house I just did like shack. normal house? How yeah, I, I, I guess S. like yeah yeah and house <laughs> and then so, so I, I pick some things I've written some things down on this pad I'm gonna ask you to pick a number that's above ten and between ten and twenty don't pick like fifty seven or <laughs> no curses you found me out no no don't worry I <laughs> I shan't I oh man I am. I'm I'm a little bit frightened, but I will dive in <laughs> with it. Pick a number. Pick a number. Eight. 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 No, I said between ten and twenty. <laughs> between ten and twenty. Oh. Yes. Pick a number between ten and twenty. <laughs> this is this is why me and math didn't get along because <laughs> I would just ignore math and be like, ah, oh, fuck you. That was my worst subject. Like, it. We did not get along. I I actually passed my my math finals by making a Mean Girls reference. Fun fact. Nice. Yeah. Another high school film, definitely. Yeah. But um, okay. I'm gonna go for twelve. That seems like a good. Twelve. Perfect. So, audience, we're gonna have a little podcast magic here. So we're going to find out what's Jenny's theoretical get-over-it future. Hang with us. Oh, shit. <laughs> this one's kind of a personal favorite of mine. Oh, it's so funny to be seeing you after so long, girl. And the way you look, I understand that you are not impressed. 
Okay, Jenny, I've tallied up your MASH, uh, I don't know, score or future. Oh, we're gonna shit. We're going to tell your future. And guys, if you don't know what MASH is, just look it up. It's just like a game kids play um, mm -hmm. at these kind of slumber parties to kind of see yeah. what your yeah, future I, is. Yeah, I had some pretty intense MASH, <laughs> mash pairings. Like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. So th this MASH, again, traditional mansion, apartment, shack, house. Um, so the next one is partner and your potential partners were Ben Foster, Kirsten Dunst, Shane West, or Melissa Sage Miller. Nice. Um, I did job, which was a drama teacher, mm -hmm. sex talk show host, mm -hmm. British accent coach, or just Cisco because I just feel like that would be a job. That would be a great job. Best friend I did, uh, that was another one. So I put Colin Hanks, mm -hmm. uh, Mila Kunis, Cisco, mm -hmm. or Zoe Saldana. Mm -hmm. And kids, because I wanted to put number of kids, because that is the weirdest thing that, that is involved in the MASH game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember, like... How fertile are you going to be? Like, I was definitely that <laughs> asshole. But I also feel like my friends were sometimes, too. I try to just... I'm, I'm trying to distribute the blame evenly, but we'd put something like <laughs> stupid, like a million, because like we knew how how violently I do not want to get pregnant. Like that is just like the hardest pass, where I'm just like, well, well, no. Let's see what happens. Let's see yeah. what happens in yeah. the future. You, yeah. you might not be able to control this. <laughs> I know. So, oh, shit. So good news. <laughs> mm -hmm. You are going to be living in a mansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Married to Kirsten Dunst. Yes! That's pretty cool. <laughs> that is pretty You're awesome. You're going to have two kids, and maybe okay. she's the one who can get pregnant. Yeah, because, that's you know, that's true. So I mean, that's... Or if by kids, there's a loophole for pugs, you know? Maybe. Kirsten I mean, and I can talk about Kirsten. this pug life. You know, <laughs> so I'm open to so it. So your best friend will be Colin Hanks. Okay, that's like... Whatever. <laughs> whatever, I guess. And, and you'll work as a sex talk show host. Yes! Ugh. So that, yeah. that is your future. That is a beautiful future. I'm So you would sign for that? I would totally sign for that. Even if like my best friend is Colin Hanks, like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else fantastic. Like <laughs> you know, I, I do hope that there is someone out there besides Cisco who's like, I wanna be Cisco, you know? <laughs> and has that as a job. And fair. I don't know who who Shane West's acting coach is, but it, it's but not going to be you in the future, which no, <laughs> which is good. That's that's probably good. I mean, I'm hoping that his accent instructor was just his heart song, being like, you know, like just like <laughs> listen to your heart, Shane. You know, and like some weird leprechaun Lilo and Stitch esque voice, like believe in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like, Again, we don't know. It, it could, if it's a satire, he got us. If if yeah, 
he yeah, if he, he wins. If it's a satire, then he is the Crystal Connors of that film. <laughs> and well, for thanks. that, I would salute him with champagne. A hundred percent. Thanks so much, Jenny, Yay, for coming, thank you. coming to my slumber party and talking about Thank get you over for it. inviting me. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it's always awesome having you. And thank we'll, you. I'll always awesome being back. a part of this. Yes, definitely have you back in the future. Um, so, Jenny, is there anywhere that um, people can follow you or, or anything you're up to that you want to talk about? Or uh, Let's see. Well, I am on Instagram. There's my modeling account that's just the very creative jenny.oconnell and then there's my personal account jenny and the bets xo so both of them you can see you know there's no evidence of my unfortunate high school stage there's just the beautiful now so that <laughs> you can check that out um as far as projects go i'm you know working on a a horror film coming out that's pretty awesome. I have a a reading adaptation soon of um, Antigone, so I'm I'm waiting to hear a few more details about that. But you know that's something that not not quite a Shakespeare adaptation, but you know that's pretty cool. And yeah, just brewing more projects right now. So stay tuned. Awesome. So great to hear. And again, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Yeah, really appreciate the invite. That, of course, was Jenny O'Connell, and the film was Get Over It. There wasn't enough Shane West accent clips online. I know we spent like half the podcast talking about it. I wish I had like more to share with you, but whatever. I mean, by the way, all the love to Shane West, we mean no offense by like talking about his accent. It was just funny to us. And honestly, I think he did a good job because it seems like it seems like it wasn't supposed to be accurate. It seems like it was supposed to be funny and, and sort of a parody. So bravo, Shane West. He seemed like a cool dude. So your homework assignments for next week. Well, watch next week's film. My friend Dahmer. I now present to you Jeff. Jeffrey. For this time, Jeffrey. Okay. Then I present to you Jeffrey Dahmer in his command performance. I was wait, Dahmer. Dumbass. I wish I had a best friend. Jeff's a little off, you know? I think he's kind of hilarious. Jeff, do you want to come sit at our table? I think we should form a fan club. With you as our fearless leader, we can really disrupt this school. Everybody ready? It has been difficult with your mother, so I moved into a motel. Take a deep breath. Are you okay? Hey, Dahmer, it's in the bag. Seem healthy to me. What about what's on a patient's mind? I need to talk about Jeff. What is this? You don't uh, know about the kids because you're not at home anymore. You want to talk to somebody about it? I see things in you that I don't like about myself. I 
want you to have friends in ways that I never could. I thought you stopped. Dart always told me what to do, just like you, just like you. I like bones. It interests me what's inside. God, Dahmer, you are such a freak. He's not a sideshow attraction. You're just having fun, you know? Get out of your shell. You need to be more normal. I'm just like anybody else. Intense. So My Friend Dahmer, it's a newer film. I think it's the most recent film I've ever talked about on a podcast. So, I mean, it should be easy to find. So my guest next week is my friend, Alex Schroeder. Can't wait to speak to her. Oh, your second assignment? Find a way for John Cusack to unblock me, please. People, I need your help. Like High School Slumber Party on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Leave a five-star review. Oh, check out all the other great shows on Cage Club. Now, I leave you with Cisco and Vitamin C. Later, dudes. still here? It's over. Go home. Go.